A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it says he ascended, what does it mean that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth? He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some of the apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament from which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. The word of the Lord.
On the next day, the people who remained after the feeding of the 5,000 saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there. They themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum, looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set the seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors gave the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread of heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The Gospel of the Lord.
28, he was trained as a musician and then ordained as a Presbyterian pastor at the seminary. And Fred's congregation, he had a very long ministry, his congregation from 1966 until 2001 was pretty much anybody who was alive in the United States during that second half of the 20th century. Because Fred Rogers, of course, is the producer and the star of the show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which aired on PBS. The film is a documentary about Fred, but it's also about us, right? Because anyone who was a child during that time, or who had a child, or a grandchild, or a niece, or a nephew, you know who he is. Fred talked us through the very real dangers and experiences of the second half of the 20th century. Cold War, the space race, Vietnam, the Cuban Missile Crisis, assassinations, and he even did a show at the very end of the run of the program on 9-11. Throughout it all, Fred sought to build up confidence in young children letting them know that each one of us is precious and unique, while showing us also what it means to be a good neighbor to one another. Now, of course, this is public television, right? So there was no mention of God, no mention of the dignity of every human being, but it was displayed. So Fred told his stories and showed through the lens of his life and his ministry to millions and millions of people God's love. So the film is well worth the 90 minutes and the 15 bucks. When I went with my sister in Lexington a couple of weeks ago, as the credits rolled and the lights started to come up, nobody in the theater moved. We all sat there, crying, because the film captured so many reminders, so many truths, simple and not so simple, about our lives. That's what a good story does, right? It reflects and refracts the events and the people in different ways. When we can see our lives and the events around us with a variety of lenses from the perspective of others, we have a hope of seeing more clearly than we can see if we're looking simply through our own eyes. That's why you will usually hear me say in a funeral homily that everyone in the congregation should make a point to tell their story about the deceased to the family. For even the people who knew them best may not know something about how you knew them, what experience you shared. But the picture of anyone's life is always bigger and more complicated than what we think we know about them. One of the reasons we're reading Brian Stevenson's book, Just Mercy, this summer is because he tells a good story. He tells a good story about himself as a lawyer 
and he tells really powerful stories about people who are incarcerated, many of whom on death row in the book. There's stories about the justice system. And there's stories which reflect and refract on our lives as well. So stories are really important. In today's reading from 2 Samuel, we have the continuation of last week's juicy drama, right? When King David took Bathsheba for himself and then found a way to have her husband Uriah killed in battle. By the time we get to today's reading, Bathsheba has borne the child that she conceived with David in that tryst and is now one of his wives living in his house. And today we get a new character in the story, right? Nathan, the prophet. Kings almost always had a prophet living in their house. The prophet was supposed to be the person who would whisper in the king's ear and try to hold up a mirror and show them something different. But Nathan, knowing the whole story, doesn't just judge or shame or say some sort of typical prophet-like things. He tells David a story, right? About a man who steals a poor man's beloved sheep. Nathan must have been a really good storyteller. Because David's completely engaged in the story, right? He gets to the part about the, the rich man taking the poor man's sheep, and David is horrified. He's horrified, and he says, what that man has done, he deserves to die. Can you just imagine Nathan thinking, okay, how long can I wait for the punchline? Right? <laughs>
The shorthand for it is, Christ is dying, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. As we gather around to eat the bread and drink the wine, it is Christ's body and blood. We are proclaiming that we live in this story, in God's story. We are people of this story. We're part of that whole communion of saints and sinners from the beginning of time. What a story to be a part of. Now the world outside these walls most of the time tells a different story. Right now we seem to be in a period of time where people are telling stories intentionally to divide us rather than to bring us together. Fred Rogers' ministry, quiet, quirky, was all about the truth of God's love and about the importance of reconciliation. Fred lived in God's story and shared it with millions and millions and millions of people. The question for each of us is, how do we, how do our lives both reflect and refract in fresh and new ways the truth of God's love and God's mercy? Won't you be my neighbor? Let us be neighbors to everyone, to all of our children. May it be so.
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. We pray for Niles, Wright, Matthew, James, Betsy, Lauren, Rod, Linda, Alice, Arady, Will, Pierce, Claire, Jean, James, Bill, Susan, Steve, Beverly, Richard, Don, Barbara, Jack, Huey, Edith, Joan, Susie, Ellie, Kirsty, and Eve. Are there others? Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. We pray for those who have died, especially Robert H. Perry Jr., whose funeral was held here Tuesday. Beverly Barney, whose funeral was held here yesterday, and whose memory, and in whose memory today's flowers are given, and Mary Emily Rabbit, beloved aunt of Carol Burroughs, Cheryl Holbrook, and Claudia Lebesme. Give to the departed eternal rest. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Almighty and eternal God, ruler of all things in heaven and earth, mercifully accept the prayers of your people and strengthen us to do your will. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us now confess our sins against God and our neighbor.
church is a family of brothers and sisters united by the recognition of Jesus Christ our Savior. Like every human family, Trinity Church is formed and reformed over time as members are born, as they die, as members join us, and as they leave our congregation for a new home in a different place. For a time, Roman, Hillary, and Holly have lived with us. We have shared with each other the sacraments and our lives, and now we send them off with our love. Please rise. Lord, we Let us pray. O oh God, you are the strength and the protector of your people. We humbly place into your hands Roman, Hillary, and Callie, who are about to leave us. Keep and preserve them in all health and safety, both of body and soul, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hillary, Roman, and And my friends, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
bike ride this afternoon if anyone's interested in joining us on our bike ride from 1.30 to about 3.30. There will be also swimming and ice cream apparently. Uh, talk to Carol Brady at coffee hour or maybe and we'll let you know where to meet us. Um, and finally, as always, there's the week fair later during this transept during communion and following communion for anyone who likes specific prayers in their life. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us and offered in sacrifice to God.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets, and their forces, and this crowd over our island home. From the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again, you called us to return through prophets and sages. You revealed your righteous law, and in the fullness of time, you sent your only Son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and and therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending. And now, as our 
the name of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts that those who whom you go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread one cup. Life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of our fellow travelers. So be quick to love, make swift towards kindness. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier be with you and those you love this day.